John Joseph. John Joseph is a pastor, teacher, and an evangelist of God's world. He's the father of Ragwest Chapel, a thriving church in the heart of Lagos, Nigeria. Be blessed as you listen to this message. Thank you because you will touch my heart in this service. Thank you because you will give me a new wisdom in this service. Thank you because you're going to put a smile on my face and give me a new testimony. Lift your hands and just talk to him. Lift your voices to him this morning. What a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ our King. What a beautiful name it is. Nothing compares to it. What a beautiful name it is. The name of what a beautiful name. Tell him that he has a beautiful name. also a beautiful name. You have a name that issues commands. By the name of Jesus, every knee, in heaven, on earth, in the waters, in the sky, everywhere they are, they bow. 
We give you glory this morning because we serve a living God. Thank you for your faithfulness and your love. It goes back to back from heavens to heaven. It is never ending. Your mercies have endured all the hardships in our lives. It has endured all the pains in our lives. Your mercies have stayed strong and firm. Even through the trials and temptations. Bless you this morning. We give you praise. Take all the glory in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your spirit. The Holy Spirit. Our dear teacher. The wisdom of God. We welcome you into this service. We pray that you take charge. Take control. Have your way in our lives. Talk to us. Minister to us. Set a table before us. Let us have our fill in your presence this morning. Thank you because you are great. In Jesus' marvelous name we are praying. Can I hear a sounding amen? Let us put our hands together for the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to welcome each and every one of us to the service of today. I believe that your coming here has been predestined by the Lord. And you will not live here the same way in the name of Jesus. The Lord will touch you. He will minister to your needs. And it will transform your lives in the name of Jesus. I want to welcome all the daughters in the house. If you're a daughter, shout a marvelous amen. I am not talking about the women alone or the mothers alone. I said if you're a daughter, rise your feet and shout a resounding hallelujah. Amen. You may please be seated on top of your enemies. Where women are, hmm, beauty is. Hallelujah. And um, beauty is linking to the name of Jesus, whether we like it or not. Yes. So when you see a beautiful woman, she's also the carrier of the beautiful name of Jesus. Amen, somebody. Let the men shout Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. The men have come to see today so that uh, the Father's Day can be seen. They have saw and would like to come and see on the day that we are going to saw. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I want to thank uh, especially my husband of many years. I want to give glory for his life to the almighty God. I remember that very early in this ministry, he had the strength to send me out. And I have gone out and come back as a better woman. Amen. It's not every man that can send their wives out. I'm I'm, I'm really needed beside. You think I'm not needed? A lot of people don't know me here because I just came. Out to where? <laughs> Into the field to go and pastor one of our branches. I've been to uh, 
one branch, then I left that branch, then I went to another branch, then I came back to the other branch, then I went back to another branch. Amen. So I think I've taken my journey out like four times. And when I was going to leave this time around again from the command church, you know, they said, oh, somebody said, are we going to do sent forth? I said, hey, in this church, we don't do sent forth. Because tomorrow, tomorrow, I can be sent back. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, I, I thank God for him because he taught me that you can be strong as a woman. Every day, I have my misunderstandings with him sometimes. You know that as women, sometimes you can say, no, you can behave like a child. and No, I'm not going. Mm, no. You know, sometimes when he says, go and uh, teach on this subject, I say, no, I don't know it. I don't know how to go about it. But he keeps encouraging. And sometimes when I, want, I don't want to listen to the encouragement, it's firm. Amen. And even though I had never told him this, but I really appreciate him. And I thank God for his life. I believe that Jesus deserves a round of applause for him. He has stayed a faithful man of one wife. I don't have to run as a task looking for baby mamas all around the place. Amen, somebody. Amen, daughters. Hey, this issue of baby mamas is for another day. May you not become a baby mama. Oh, turn to your neighbor and say, my neighbor. They are praying. Oh, I said they are praying. Receive that prayer. If you are a single sister here, may you not become a baby mama. It's a terrible thing. You will see a man that has five baby mamas. He's not ready to settle down with anybody. You will see a married man, respectable, that has seven baby mamas. It is a bad thing. I thank God for my husband. I thank God for the ministers in the house because we are not chasing baby mamas all over the place and baby mamas are not chasing us. Amen, somebody. Amen. So when you see a faithful man, appreciate him. And this era of uh, normalizing things that are strange, I pray that the Lord God Almighty will deliver this generation from absurd extremities in the name of Jesus. All right, so I say thank you. I thank all the ministers. And I want to also specially thank the Davgrad team, the Daughters of Grace. I want you to give them a round of applause. I pray that the Lord will continuously uphold you. You will get better and better, bigger and bigger, not physically, you know, materially, you know, when say I'm getting bigger, I'm not saying get fatter. Let us all eat the gym. Amen. Well, we are getting bigger in all good things. And the Lord is helping us in Jesus' name. This morning, I am going to be speaking on the topic, the woman that built. I have um, spoken a bit extensively over on it in the first service. I defined what it means to build. Because like I said, there are many words that we use every day that we do not you know, take into account what it really means. We, do, we, we, have, we have stopped 
looking at it holistically and knowing that this word, this is what it means. So when I say to build, what does it uh, say to you? What does it mean to you? What do you understand by building? You know, if you do not get that, you cannot accomplish building much. And I say to build means to form by putting together parts or materials. To form something by putting together parts or materials. And I also say that it is uh, developing something according to a systematic plan. There has to be a plan when you are building. And I say that if you build without a plan, you will end up making mistakes and causing wastage. If you build without a plan, you need a systematic plan you know, when you are building. Building is not something that you do in your dreams. How many people have built in their dreams before? You were sleeping there, you were building a mansion <laughs> or a skyscraper or you were building a big sitting room. When you wake up, will you see it? Oh, you wake up and you saw that that skyscraper that you built in your dream manifested in real life. It doesn't happen that way. So if you're a builder, you cannot be a dreamer at the same time. Builders are not sleepers that dream. Some of us, we want to build, but sleep is not allowing us. Don't your neighbor say, wake up, wake up. And start building. You cannot sleep in one place from morning till night and say you want to build. You have to wake up and make plans. Make plans. For those people who don't plan, it is one of the bones of contention between me and my husband for so long. Why? Because generally, I don't know whether it's just myself, I am good at just moving and walking as it comes, you know. When this one comes, I tackle it. When that one comes, no plans. So, but recently, my husband has been hammering. Make plans. Write it down. Whatever it is that you want to do, let there be a plan. You know, I also realize that when we make plans, plans transcend towards different aspects of our life. Let's take, for instance, food. If you enter a house that has a full timetable and a house that does not, you can be sure that the house that has a full timetable will eat better than a house that does not. If you have pre-planned your meal that Monday in the morning we eat rice, Tuesday we eat beans, Wednesday we eat yam, Thursday we eat on Saturday, if you know you will not be chance from Monday to Friday, on Saturday you would have gotten the ingredient for all these things. Am I preaching or I'm not? Because you have made up your mind, you can see the plan that you have for the week. Amen. And so, you do not rely on, let us just move as it goes. There is a plan. The children will eat better. The family will eat better. It is not going to be, ah, this afternoon, uh-huh, what are we going to eat? Oh, hey, uh-huh, yes, hear yeah, that slang. It's very common in many homes. Just because we refuse to pen down the things, and you know, having a timetable or a food plan does not have anything to do with the amount of money that you have. 
It's just a plan. It's just putting it down. And sometimes it even helps you to save. Not sometimes. All the time. Every time I've had a food plan, I've realized that I go to the market and buy bulk. So, and it also helps my children to eat fruits. Amen, somebody. How many of us are, have homes where there are no fruits? Yeah, I know a lot of us can relate. The children eat about today, right? Tomorrow. Eh? Fufu, next tomorrow. No fruit, Monday to Friday. And no fruit supplements. Then you are wondering why the child's head is big and the legs are thin. No balance diet. Carbohydrate for a month. Why will running nose go? Always ask Kata. Kata, I said, I don't know why this child, since January, he has been having Kata. Why will he not have Kata and cough? No vitamin C in his food. Am I preaching to somebody? We need those plants so that things can work as it should. It doesn't have anything to do with how much of the resources that you have. Plants helps you to cut out wastage. You don't just begin to stumble on things, you know. And it's not going to be, it's not something that is automatic. Some of us, when we try it uh, for some time and we, it fizzles out, you know, some of us, we have drive. When something comes newly, we run. And after some times, we forget it. The Lord is delivering all of us in Jesus' name. They try for continuity. So, like I said, when I'm just defining and going through what I preached at the first service, I may not be able to uh, pay a lot of attention on it, so I, I'd like you to get the service. Go to YouTube. Go to, don't you never say go to YouTube. Click on Royal Grace Chapel. Subscribe. It's free. Oh, you're not talking to somebody. Go to YouTube. Stop going to just Instagram and Facebook alone. Go to YouTube. Click on Royal Grace Chapel. So anytime a video comes up or is uploaded or is live, it will notify you. You can watch it anytime. Amen. So please go there and you'll see the message I preached the first service. It's going to be very helpful and I know that you'll be blessed in Jesus. Like I said, Develop a systematic plan. To build means to develop according, according to what? A systematic plan. A definite process on a particular base. So everything is according to plans, according to a system. It's not something that you just wake up and say, mini, mini, many more. It has to do with a plan. You cannot say you want to build this house, for instance, and then you just start putting block everywhere. You dig here, you live there, you, 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 you're, you're, you're not building, you're playing. The Lord is helping us in Jesus' name. And I gave us some basic uh, things we, might, we, we should know about building. And uh, number one, which is God is the original builder. Building does not start with you. God is the creator or the originator of building. Amen, somebody. 
And it says in the book of Hebrews chapter 3 verse 4 that every house is builded by some man, but he that built all things is God. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 4. Every house that is builded is builded by some man, but he that builds all things is who? It's God. So you must acknowledge God if you want to build. As women, we have the responsibility of building so many things. And you cannot neglect God if you want to excel at building. Are you getting what I'm saying? You cannot neglect God if you want to excel at building. We are sacked with the responsibility of building lives, building homes, building businesses, building the future. Women carry the future in their wombs. Every potential child, female child that is born is able to reproduce in the future. Amen, somebody. Is able to nurture. Even when you meet women that cannot physically bear children. Because it's not every woman that is giving that gift. It's a gift from God. Nobody knows how children are made. Amen. It's a gift from God. Even when you meet women who are not physically able to bear their own children, they have the natural instinct to nurture. To raise the rest, the, the next generation. They have the instinct of pouring out themselves and replicating themselves more easily than men do. We spend more time. You know, if you have a daughter and she's not doing well, you have to look inward to yourself. What am I doing wrong? If you have a child that is so proud, you have to look at yourself and stop looking outside. Maybe enemies from the village, you know, some of us. We have an habit of rounding up to the nearest digits. My great-grandmother, my people, in the, my uncles, people that don't like me. No. Look at yourself first. Don't your neighbor say, look at yourself. It begins with you. It's like cooking in the house and Flooding the food with salt and saying it's the fault of your neighbor. Hmm? An invisible hand of your neighbor appeared in your house and put salt in the food. Let us look at ourselves first. Make yourself the best that you can be so that you can replicate the best that you can replicate. So that you can build the best that you can build. Amen, somebody. So the Bible says that every house is built by some man, but he that built all things is God. So if you want to build, the book, the book of uh, Psalm 127 also says that except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build, except the Lord keep the city, the watchmen wicked, but in vain. So if you want to build by your strength or by your power, if you want to build by your understanding, it can be impossible. If you don't involve God. Amen, somebody. Also, I said that there is no age limit or gender limit to a builder. Stop deceiving yourself. Let's stop deceiving ourselves and say it's only men that build. 
There's nowhere that is written. Amen. Both physically, emotionally, spiritually, business-wise, a woman can do what a man can do. In fact, we used to brag and say, what a man can do. Oh, yes. You know that brag? We used to brag, we used to tell the men that men, what a man can do. But you, the same you that are saying what a man can do, a woman can do better when it comes to school fees. When it comes to house rent, you say, this man, are you a man? <laughs> Why are you not paying the house rent? What is the matter with you? Am I not a woman? Why should I be the one to pay house rent? But you said what a man can do. You said what a man can do. A woman can do better. When it comes to school fees, you say, ah, all the children in the school are paid. This man, are you sure you are him? Ah, my daddy won't me. <laughs> my mother was saying it though, that I should look at your trouser very well that time. That it was not coming down. It was not coming down properly. Now, when it comes to monetary affairs, you have forgotten that you said what a man can do. But when it comes to goat's meat in the pot of soup or pepper soup competition, (laughs) then you first of all load like four meat in the plate, put rice on top. Then put another form here and say, what a man can do. A woman can do better. <laughs> a woman can chop better. Amen. Don't be selective <laughs> in your conclusions or in your judgments. What applies to A must apply to A to Z. Amen, somebody. Hallelujah. So, there is no age limit or gender limit to a builder. As young as you are, young lady, listen to me. You can start building your own. I used to say that I was in JSS 1 or 2 when I started praying for my life partner. And it's because I heard the counsel of a woman when I was in, I was in the boarding house. I was, I was taken from here to Kwara State to go and study. Boarding house. It took me some time to get used to it. It's not easy. But they ask people. Oh, don't Those that are attended by the house here, where are they? Oh, some people are here. Hallelujah. But this woman came at two of FCS, that's Fellowship of Christian Students, in school then. And she said that she married wrong. Her husband now refused to be born again because she married as an unbeliever. And the moment he saw that they couldn't go to parties together or clubs together anymore, he left her and married somebody else. She was not a born-again Christian, and she couldn't just go and marry that legally. Amen. And so she said to us then that we should start praying for our future partners. I don't know why I clicked to my spirit. I started praying from then. And unknowingly to me, I started building my home from then. Because just a few years later, I saw, I went in something like a vision, and I saw my husband-to-be, you know, on a dung eel. I didn't know he was the one. Picking, you know, all this, what do they call them? Bola. They call it Bola. 
It was later that I heard that he's called Bola. And then this, with a bag, a sling on his shoulder, and he was picking things on a do- big dunghill. I was having afternoon siesta. You know siesta? <laughs> afternoon sleep. After school, they, they forced us to sleep in the afternoon. Or something, oh, I don't know whether I was just praying the bar. I just knelt down. I was praying. I can't remember the specific, but I remember the dream. And then somebody just tapped me. As I was watching the young boy in the dream picking things from the dunghill, I was like, who is this? You know, what am I? Somebody just tapped me from the back and said, that's your husband. I said, eh? <laughs> you, you can imagine the prayer when I woke up. <laughs> my, my prayer life caught fire. Because I said, ah, ah. On, 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 do, on the dustbin. Why? What did I do? <laughs> Why? Why would you say that that's my husband there? You know, so I started, I became an intercessor. Anytime I remember, you know, I, then I remember that dream. The prayer is fervent. I was no longer praying as if uh, it was just one of those things anymore. And many years later, when I met him, I asked him, was there a period of your life, you know? I calculated my age around that time. What were you doing? Hey, true, true. He was there. See, if you're a young person, a young lady here, there is no distance in the realm of the spirit. God took me from Omwaro, brought me to Lagos to show me what my future husband was doing currently in the realm of the spirit. The supernatural exists. It is not fake. Because if he was not doing it at that time, I, I don't know him. I had no reason to know that he was passing through that challenges. And over the, the years that followed, I was sure that God just used that opportunity to raise me as an intercessor for him because things were so hard. But he didn't know that there was somebody somewhere praying for him. Standing in the gap, praying, Lord, whatever difficulty, I send your angels, go there, be with him, be with him. At the point, he even died. Amen. May your future husband not die before you meet him. <laughs> and you are there, eh? You are sitting down. <laughs> Following somebody that is not your husband around, somebody else's husband. When it is time, the person will do what? Move on to the person God has ordained for him. Hey. Hmm. You better start praying. Align yourself with God so that your future will be built. Amen. There is a sure way. So it doesn't have anything to do with uh, age or gender. So those that build are not... The, the, the book of Proverbs 24 verse 3 says, True wisdom and house is built. And by understanding... It is established. Wisdom is available to every one of us and understand. And so I, saw, I also talked about the attitude of a builder. Says she she's wise. You have to be wise to be a builder. She has sources of income. Sources of income. Then she also has, uh, that means, when I say sources, that means she's not uh, slothful. I say that it, it is not okay in this age and time for you to be a full housewife that is not doing any other thing. A full-time housewife, 
can go on the internet now and have a shop. Amen, somebody. The Lord is helping us. She also has a good personality. And this is where I'm going to be expatiating on. I didn't do all that in the first service, but this is a very uh, critical part for women. And I said personality defined by psychologists. I want to give you a definition. Personality defined psychologically is the set of enduring behavioral and mental traits. It is the set of enduring behavioral and mental traits that distinguish individual humans. Did you get that? It is the what? The set of enduring behavioral and mental traits that distinguishes individual humans. So, I am different from you because of my personality. You are different from her because of your personality. Everybody has different personalities because the personality that we have is influenced. It is our temperament that has been influenced by the things around us. Am I preaching to somebody? So, the personality that you have is your template, which is your temperament, that has been influenced by your surroundings, where you grew up, how you grew up, your parents, you know, the environment. Apart from your genes, the things that you have received, the things that you have opened your heart to, the perception, the way you see yourself, the way you see other people. Some of us, we see ourselves as the almighty in the house. Say, I am your mother. If you know that you saw this breast, if you know that you saw this breast, ah, ah, are you the almighty? Your, 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 your breast has become an oracle in the house. Everybody knows. You are on the phone. You are talking about it. You are on the this. All your children are afraid of your breasts. (laughs) Because of what you have said, you will use it for. If you suck these breasts, if you suck these breasts, you will give me 50,000. If you suck these breasts, you pay my house rent. If you suck these breasts, you buy phone for me. Hey, what a personality. There are personality disorders. Are you, are you, are you here or you have gone home? There are personalities, that means personalities that have been tampered with by what we willingly allow. Because when you see somebody with a personality disorder, is doing it intentionally. Thinking that I am right. I am the rightest. Nobody is righter than I. They don't listen. They feel that their opinion is the best. If you are a woman, the Bible commands us to do what? Submit. Have we? Is it not to Submit. It is a commandment for the men to love. 
when you see most men, you know, they have a way of just keeping quiet when issues are going. But we, we men, calm down. Mm-mm. It's okay. No. It's all right. Don't ever tell me it's all right again. Don't, don't. If you tell me that it's all right again, I will slap you and feel his thunder. You have terrorized everybody. You are still terrorizing everybody. The Lord is delivering you today in the name of Jesus. A, psych, a, a, a personality disorder is a disorder that happens in the mind. In the mind. And when I did some small research, I realized that there are at least 10 types of personality disorders. And it is a mental disorder. It is not only those people that are in the psychiatric world that are completely mad, that have mental issues. Many people are well-dressed, but they have more serious mental issues. Why? Because they are not even aware. Ignorance is deadlier than any deadly thing. Amen. So there are 10 types. I'm going to mention them and state some of the symptoms that you will see. So that if you fall in that category, you begin to mention the name of that thing when we finish and pray for yourself that, Lord, I am delivered. When the light comes, darkness does what? And knowledge is power. Amen, somebody. So the first one is paranoid. Some people are paranoid. Number one, paranoid. Paranoia is a, is a personality disorder. You are hypervigilant. You know, there is one thing to be vigilant. There's another thing to be hypervigilant. For instance, when I was growing up, my mom had only three children. Three of us. And she knows that she can't have any more. So, <laughs> when one person is traveling, when we reach the higher institution age, she will say, no two children of us we travel together. When one person travel, the two others will sit down in the house and she'll be looking at them. Amen. Then we are like, why? Ah, it's an accident. Hey, how many children do I have? Only three. Three. I can't allow you to go. One person go. When the person come back, another person will go. Then We had to talk her out of it. All of us have left the house now, so I believe she's been delivered from that paranoia. It's, it's not a good thing. Paranoid. As the woman, you cannot keep thinking that something bad will happen, something bad is about to happen. Paranoid. You go and check the door, whether it's locked. Hundred times, you are sleeping, you jump up. Is the door locked? Have you locked the door? Is the door open? Have you locked the door? Kitchen door? Backyard door? Front door. Have you checked everywhere? The windows, are they open? <sighs> you have gotten to Oshodi. Then, hello? Did you have that girl this morning? Is it stove up on? All kinds of things. Danger field. Amen. Hypervigilant. Always seeking confirmatory evidence of hidden schemes. Everybody that is talking is talking about you. Ah. 
those people, they're talking about me, your next neighbor, everybody you see on the road, sitting down in the shop. So it's, it's, it's just you being paranoid. The world does not revolve around you. Why do you think that everybody is talking about you? So you now say, uh-huh. when you get to you, uh, you this student, you see, that's my man Kechi. Nobody should greet her again. As I was coming, she and Mama Chidima and that Mama Bola, they were standing in one place, talking, talking, talking. I know they are talking about me. From today, operation no greeting. Anybody greeting uh, is not this breast that you suck. I know. You have gone back to the breast. Amen. The second one is schizoid. These ones are apathetic. That's S-C-H-I-Z-O-I-D. They are apathetic. They are indifferent. They are remote. Distant. They are talking. Everybody is laughing. They are like this. Everybody is happy. They are like this. You know, have you met people before that when you are talking to them, they turn their side. In a, in, 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 in a general meeting, turn to your say, are you like that? Turn to somebody and say, are you like that? They move their face to the other side and see if this meeting doesn't concern me. It's a personality disorder. It's not normal. It's not normal. Everybody's laughing. Like, there's nothing to laugh about. It is a personality, and God is delivering anyone with these symptoms in the name of Jesus. Withdrawn from relationship, prefers to be alone. Little interest in others, often seen as a loner, you know, few drives or ambition, if earning, you know, all these things. And it's, it can translate into the children. So if, if you are like that, don't say that that's how I am. The spirit of God is a spirit of joy and gladness. That is not how you are. You need to allow God to work on you so that his joy can erupt in you like a river. Amen. All right, the third one is a ski zotypa. <laughs> and that's spelled S-C-H-I-Z-O-T-P-T-Y-P-A-L. S-C-H-I-Z-O-T. Y-P-A-L. Amen. These ones are what? They think they can read through others. Eccentric. Preoccupied with weird daydreams. Have you met people that are always dreaming of big, big things? And they are here to acquire it. From one dream to another. From one thought to another. Amen. Preoccupied with daydreams. Think that something, you know, will happen out of the ordinary without putting much effort. Everything they have, the mansions that they've built is by mouth. The aeroplane that they have is by mouth. The limousine that they have, you know, constant daydream. Amen. The next one is antisocial. That's a uh, number. What is that? 
antisocial, they are impulsive, irresponsible, deviant, unruly, act without due consideration. They meet social obligations only when it's self-serving. These are all. Some of us are live in houses where we, we share neighbors. No, some women, or maybe you are one of them. God is delivering you in Jesus' name. Ready to fight. Have a place where they, are keep, where they keep their, their knickers. Or their knickers are already worn. I used to work with a woman like that. Uh, when I was working in one particular school as an accountant. I think I had just one child then. And beautiful woman, she's a cleaner. But beautiful. You know? And she, she's very hardworking. Her only bot is that she fights like an area person. No, like a dog. When she wants to fight, married woman with children. When she wants to fight, she removes all her clothes. Beautiful. Hey, that's why the Bible says beauty is vain. Our husband has, oh, run away, come back, run away, come back. <laughs> she can fight. And you know the kind of fight like, come, come, I won't. I will, I will finish you. I will. She has energy. She likes to fight. She likes to look for trouble. She, there's no way she cannot remove her clothes and fight. Say, ah, I'm always wearing nika. We don't know where it's going to meet us. We don't know where it's going to read. Where, where it's going to happen. I am ready. I, ah, if you give it to me, I will give you back double. If you are one of those women, it is a psychological disorder. Women were not made to be talks. Women were not made to fight. In your streets, they know you. You can fight for now. If there is a tournament called fighting, you should represent Nigeria. It is a psychological disorder. Antisocial. You're not supposed to be antisocial. You're supposed to be a social butterfly. The Lord is helping us in Jesus' name. Borderline is the next one. Borderline. Borderline. Borderline is unpredictable. It's egocentric. Emotionally unstable. Borderline personality. Emotionally unstable. Frantically fears abandonment and isolation. These are the people that when they're in the relationship, they, 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 are, they are people we call stop it, I like it. Leave me alone. I'm not interested again. I'm not doing it again. But you will not leave. I don't like you. But leave the person alone. I sure you don't like the person. No. Today you say, I will never, never have met somebody like that before, a young lady. Every time she's fighting with the person she's in a relationship with, then she will compose big, big uh, messages and send to me and say, I will never, never talk to him again. I will never, never have anything to, to do with him again. He's such a, so a use, useless, big, big words. 
Then I'm like, oh, take a break before I know it. She's not taking a break. Oh. They've resolved it again. Proceed. No. Step away. No. You eat the food. You say it's not sweet. Put it down. You said no. What is it that you want? Borderline personality. The toy is ugly. Drop it. No. Discharge things. You know, these people are dangerous to be in a relationship with or to be married with too because they are the people that can say, instead of me not to eat this thing, I will destroy it. When you see a, a man that is in the borderline, that has a borderline personality, those are the types that instead of letting go of a relationship they are not enjoying, they can throw acid on the next person. When you see some women in a relationship, instead of working out a relationship that is not working, they can decide to hang themselves or start cutting themselves and bleeding or threatening that if you leave me, I will kill myself. Borderline personality. Unpredictable, unstable, emotional. They are emotionally dependent or they use their emotions to control the people. And if you see a mother that has a borderline personality, the children are in soup. She will not only use the breast, she will use the womb. She will use everything in her power to control her children. Any small thing, she will start crying. <laughs> Me that carried you in my womb for 10 months. In fact, 15 months. I was in the labor world for 24 hours. 24. And when your big head wanted to come out, ah, 25 stitches. Before I healed, two years I was still feeling the pain. Now, now, you are talking to me like that. You think that, oh, women, we cannot afford to be this. The Lord is helping us. In the next one is estronic. The next one is, I want you to go forward and um, research about this because my time is going very fast. Estronic. Is Charonic, is that H I S T R I O I N C? O N I C, rather. N I C. Dramatic, seductive. If you see, oh, they, uh, uh, you can especially see it in young ladies. They want to be the center of attention, attention seeking. They use their body and everything to seek attention. They want to be, you know. At all costs, it's a personality disorder. If you have a daughter that is going in that line, you have to call her back with prayer. Prayerfully. Always attentive, wants to enter a place and everybody notice me. Regardless, they can wear anything to be noticed. They can do anything to be noticed. Amen. Narcissistic. You know, these ones are proud. Preoccupied with fanta- excessively proud. As, uh, fantasies of success, beauty, that they are the best, you know, inflated sense of uh, uh, importance and uh, 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 deep need 
it for admiration. Amen. These ones are narcissistic. So, you know, I have so many other ones. Like the avoidant, dependent, obsessive, depressive, passive, sadistic, masochistic. (laughs) Amen. This one that's self-defeating. You know, if I truly want to go into all the details of all those things, it is another broad topic on its own. If you're a woman that needs to build or is going to be building, the Bible says if the foundation is destroyed, what shall the righteous do? You cannot build on the faulty foundation and expect it to start. We need to look inwards and begin to see that the enemy without cannot come in if the enemy within does not open up. It is something magnets attract. Anything that is not magnetic repels. It is because of what you are carrying. That is why you are attracting what you are attracting. Am I preaching to somebody? If you don't like what you are attracting, begin to check what you are carrying. If you don't like the way your children are, begin to check how you are. As a man thinketh, the Bible says, so is he. It's not as your mother thinketh or as your father thinketh. As you think, so are you. As you are, so you reflect. If you stand in front of a mirror, you will not see your basson there. <laughs> you will not see who is the president of Nigeria now? Okay. You say, my problem. You are, if you stand to the first problem or the first challenge of your life that you need to address is what you see in the mirror when you stand there. You will not see Buhari when you stand in front of the mirror. Buhari is not your problem. You will not see your great grandfather when you stand in front of the mirror. The Bible says we should seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You are not righteous. You are not a seeker of God. And you want the benefit of holiness. You want the benefit of righteousness. You want to build on a sure foundation which you don't acknowledge in your life. As women, we can be busy doing everything and leave the important things. You know, I constantly remind myself about that Bible passage because every day I find myself being carried away. Cooking, cooking, cooking. After you finish cooking this, they are asking for another one. Washing. Taking care of, you know, their academics. Go and read. Monitoring. Taking care. Buying out supply. Planning. All these things. The Bible says there are other things. We are carrying a lot of burdens and loads as women. We are born special. We are made specially. We were not made 
from the soil like the man. We are a refined species. An updated and upgraded version. And it means that we have the tendency to do more and do better. When you have a, a phone that is iOS 14 and one that is what, what iOS 9 or 6, you can't compare the functions. The function, if you try to impose what an iOS 14 would do on 9, there will be a problem. There will be a problem. Stop complaining about the things that the men in your life cannot do as women. And start focusing on why God has created you to be the unique and refined and upgraded version that you are. Embrace the power and the wisdom and the, 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 the light that God has created you to be. Embrace the strength and stop. Let's stop this thing. The Bible says I'm a weaker vessel. Every, every time I'm weak. Every, every time I'm a weaker vessel. Children even find it more easier to flow. You, you, to, you, you, you see women influencing the children more. Amen. The solution to all these things, you know, the Bible says, um, there's one particular scripture I read in the first service, Romans chapter 1, verse 28 to 32. It speaks about this, the, how this personality disorders enters into the life of men and women. Romans chapter 1, 28, and it says, even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to be prepared mind to do those things which are not convenient. If you as a woman follow every other thing that the Bible says this world and everything will pass away. Everything you need to pass away. The one that will remain. You are not even, I used to ask people that oh, you know you are living your life as if everything ends here here and here on earth. I don't know why I will be chasing you around to read your Bible when you know that you should set your treasures above, not here on it. Every day we acquire you. When I when I went to my grandmother's burial, I saw her in the caskets. Everything she has, everything she is, it hangs there. If she has gold stored somewhere, it has ended. If she has land, it has ended. Everything has ended. But when we now get to eternity, what are we going to be saying? What would you say? What kind of investment would you say you have there? If you have not put your investment in first bank and you walk into first bank, nobody can give you any dividends. You want heavenly dividends and you are not investing in heaven. You want heavenly dividends. And you are not putting any resources to ensure that your stay there will be a favorable one. There are two eternities. Let me remind you once again. In one is called heaven and the other is called earth. 
If you don't, there is no sitting on the fence. If you don't make it to heaven, you are going to hell. It's as simple as that. If this word, the Bible says here, they don't retain God in their knowledge. Many of us, the only time we come, we listen to the word of God is here. After you go from here, the retainership, the retainership of God's word has been taken away. You don't retain God's word because by the virtue of the things that you do during the week, it shows that the word of God is not present in your life. You lie, like, lie as if lying is in fashion, lying is in vogue. White lie, green lie, every lie. Amen, somebody. He said, but being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, conventiousness, malicious, full of envy, murder, all these things that are listed, disobedient to parents, vested ones, without understanding, covenant breaker, without natural affection, impolite, they cannot, cannot pet you, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do it. Ah, my friend, I know, you don't agree, I know, ah, they don't used to touch us in this place. You know that this thing is wrong, but you have formed an association of wrongdoers. And you are even hailing each other. Ah, they know they bring this kind of thing to this person, though. It goes wash and down. It's wrong, you know. But you still derive pleasure in doing it. Enough is enough. It is time for us to retrace our steps to the Almighty God. The Bible says in the book of Mark chapter 12, verse 29, it said, and Jesus answered him. He said, the first of all the commandments is that, hear, O Israel. Many of us have abandoned the first commandment. Jesus said, he said, the Lord our God is one, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. With all thy mind. The mind is a place where personality disorders happen. Love God with all that mind and this, every disorder will flee. Two masters cannot stay in one place. The moment you surrender yourself to God, everything that is not of God will jump out of your life. Amen. This morning, I want you to decide within yourself that you've heard enough about going in a certain way of life. A woman that built is a woman that is intentional about her work with God. You cannot build anything substantial if God is not involved in it. Everything that lasts has the hand of God in it. Let us become women that build let us build together. And as we do so, the Lord is helping us in Jesus' name. The book, finally, the book of Isaiah 61, verse 1. Isaiah 61, verse 1. It says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek, sent me to bind up the broken hearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of prisons to them that are bound. Verse 2, it says, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord the, and the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all that man, to appoint unto them 
that's more in Zion. To give unto them beautiful ashes. The Lord is giving us beautiful ashes in the name of Jesus. And the oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I want you to rise up to your feet. Every woman here and every man. I want you to rise to your feet. The promises of the Lord says here. That they might be called trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord. And it might be glorified in our lives. And they shall build old wastes. And they shall raise up the former desolations. And they shall repair the waste cities. And desolations of many generations. There are women here that have the mandate of building old wastes. There are ladies here that have the mandate of cities. And there are those people here that have the mandate of repairing generations. As you are standing on your feet, many of us have lost, forgotten, or are ignorant of our callings. We have zeroed ourselves that we are meant to do small things and God has called us for great things. I want you to lift your both hands to the Lord. I say, Lord, I have come back today to you. Make your thoughts known to me. The places that you want me to go. The things that you have called me to do. The things that I have ignored for so long. Some of us are intercessors of nations. We are called to intercede. Intercede for generations. Intercede for cities. Build us in the place of prayer. Talk to God and say, Lord, reveal yourself to me. Reveal yourself to me. Reveal yourself to me. What you have called me to build. What you have called me to build. Beyond my home. Beyond my business. The place, the portion that you have given me in the ministry. Help me to locate it. Open my mind. Shed your light of knowledge into my life. Lift your voices and pray. I believe you can lift your voice and pray and talk to God this morning. Because it makes all things new. It makes all things beautiful. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Now if you are here, you are not born again. Today is a good day for you to give your life to Jesus. Jesus makes all things new in our lives. So if you would like me to pray with you, say, Pastor, please pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be born again. I want Jesus to come into my life. Maybe you are watching online or you are here. I'd just like you to place your right hand on your chest. Because once he steps in, everything becomes different. So can you please place your hand on your chest if you would like to give your life to Jesus and just say these words after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you this morning. I surrender the totality of my being to you. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. 
in need of your salvation. Today, Lord Jesus, I confess with my mouth that you are the Son of God. I believe with all my heart that you died for my sins and that you rose again. Today, Lord Jesus, please come into my life and be my Lord and my personal Savior. Wash all my sins away with your precious blood. And please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul today. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I thank you for all those who have given their life to Jesus. Thank you for the wonderful things you have done and you are doing for their lives today. I commit this once into your hand that they will indeed be rooted and grounded in your kingdom forever in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, because today marks a new beginning in their lives. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Now I pray for your people everywhere today, O oh God, that, Father, these ones will rise in your wisdom to begin to repair even the waste places. They will rise to be builders, builders of homes, builders of destiny. In the name of Jesus, I pray that no destiny will be wasted here. And everyone under the oppression and harassment of the enemy, I decree your total liberty now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, because these ones will fulfill their destiny. In Jesus' precious name, I have prayed. Shout a louder amen, somebody. Come on, put your hand together for Jesus. We hope you have been blessed by this message. For more information, please stop our website at www.rtc.ng. May God bless you.